Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 244. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Uh, Andy, you're fresh off a uh, candy coma, right? We're uh, coming out of Halloween. Uh, yeah, I've already moved on. I had my first nog last night. Oh, you already poured some nog. I was at the store to get some milk, and I saw it right there. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I won't have it. No. Eggnog any earlier than November first, and I have yet. I actually need to go to the grocery store, but I've been too busy. Um, it's overwhelming when I need to go to Trader Joe's and I need to go, go to Costco. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely going to pick up some nog, and I don't taint it. I, I think that's disgusting. Like brandy, ugh, not putting whiskey in there either. I drink it straight up. I don't even need any of the garnish. Like just give me the nog. I take a pull yeah. off the the cart and put it back. Yeah, they have like vanilla flavored, and you're like, why do I need vanilla flavored? It's already, yeah, it's already nog flavored. <laughs> like, I don't need to do anything weird to it. Um, but hold on, we're getting ahead of ourselves, Andy. Um, I still have a story about trick or treating. So it's good that you weren't trick or treating uh, in uh, Fastoria City, Ohio, Andy. I wasn't, no. Or just Fastoria, Ohio. I think I wrote city because. I wrote it weird on here. I don't know. Either way, it sounds like a made-up place, but it's certainly real. Isn't that where Freddy Krueger killed all the kids? It might be. It's certainly spooky. Uh, So kids were trick-or-treating, as they are to do on uh, Halloween. And uh, remember the whole thing? It's like, I don't think parents really do that anymore of like, oh, you know, Marcus, I have to see your candy before I let you eat any of it. There could be a razor blade in there. I think, obviously, it's like everyone now is just realizing, no, our parents just wanted to take the good candy from us for themselves but actually in this instance it was good that they uh reviewed their children's candy because they found just a little tip of a a little uh, sewing needle sticking out of a Kit Kat bar in a wrapper and so they opened it up and yeah the full thing was lodged in there just was hanging out just a tick i don't know how you call that an accident like you maybe you're trick-or-treating at like a sewing store like fell into a bag of needles somehow but i don't think so uh so that happened and uh yeah look through your kids candy uh before it's too late you never know what's in there you know there was a report that like uh all that shit was never real you know poison or uh yeah again i think it was just our parents is like uh yeah uh, what am i gonna tell them like oh it's poisoned yeah i'm gonna take give me that snickers it's mine this one looks bad i have to check it for you that one See, too. I, don't, I don't think I ever had that problem. I was always just very generous with my candy. Of course, I was sharing it. It's not even a question. Well, very nice of you, Andy. Yeah. I usually uh, put in the effort to get a good amount. So, uh, Okay. Yeah, I obviously wanted a, a lot, but I I'm, I'm want to quote Hubie Halloween two times right here. Um, when Kevin James is asked by Hubie if he could have one of his... Um, Hershey kisses. He's like, uh, I only have 30 left. (laughs) And then another time Hubie Halloween, uh, Hubie or rather would be stacking his candy as a kid. And he says, whatever fell, I would keep. And whatever was, you know, left before I could put it into the tower, I would donate to charity. Did you do that, Andy? 
I never needed to do that. It was already free candy. Why am I donating it? Yeah. Okay. It's already charity to me. This is true. It's like regifting. I like the way you spin that. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So Halloween was over the weekend. I had other uh, things that made me kind of forget that it was Halloween weekend. I've also been celebrating Halloween, I feel like, since September 1st, um, doing Disneyland, and that's all, you know, uh, fancy and whatnot. And uh, so it was was a long season, not in a bad way, but uh, I had a wedding in Ojai over the weekend on Saturday. And so that obviously was... Uh, I'd quote that up to like a governor's ball style. So it wasn't, you know, wear a Garfield outfit. Um, watch for that later. Um, it was more, you know, put on a cummerbund and uh, sit next to the prime minister of, you know, Kuwait. Do they uh, have a parliamentary system in Kuwait? I don't I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but what was fun, so it was filled with a bunch of folks from uh, Hollywood. Um, I'm not going to get into the details of who all was there, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if the paparazzi was there, Andy. Uh, sure. I don't know if you saw me on TMZ or anything. But yeah, so at my table, uh, my fiance and I were packed to the gills with people who are uh, wardrobe and key grips and uh, camera number one people. And uh, I think it was a lot of camera people actually there. And so, yeah, they worked on Bone Tomahawk. Uh, I spoke with the guy who worked on a show I had never heard of on it for Apple uh, TV plus called, I believe it was called foundation. And um, I believe that just came out. Okay. And uh, he's actually working on a movie that'll they're working on it now uh, called 1992 about uh, the riots. All right. So sounds kind of fancy, but yeah, that was a pretty good. I got a round of golf in Andy. I was at the Ohio Valley in, uh, up there in Ojai, which is a neat place. It's about 110 or so miles from Long Beach here. Uh, a little north is all, but solid, busy weekend. And uh, yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll see if we get any of these people on the pod, these uh, Hollywood folk. Yeah. But I don't want to talk too much on myself. Uh, we spoke about Garfield briefly there, if you caught that. Um, there's a new Garfield, and it's not going to be starring Bill Murray. No, he never wanted to do it in the first place. It was an accident, but, you know, that's how it goes for Bill Murray sometimes. But uh, they they picked a, a voice actor for this role, a, a guy who's used to voice acting at this point now, uh, Chris Pratt. So uh, what's crazy about this is if you remember like a month ago, uh, Chris Pratt was announced to star as Mario in a Mario movie. Yeah. Uh, and so now he is going to be Garfield as well. He's just going to be every animated character you can think of. This is this is the new career for him, I guess. Uh, Jurassic Park is ending after next year, so he's got to. He's like, I'll just be in animated people from now on. I guess I don't know. Weird choice. Well, pretty exciting. Yeah, well, uh, Garfield's supposed to be slow. You know, I don't know. Can Chris Pratt really pull it off? real challenge for him. He, I think that's why he wanted to challenge himself with this role. Well, I guess we'll see really go outside of the comfort zone. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving right along. This one took me by surprise and I'm going to, I wonder if I'm even in the right spot. I'm looking this up online, a sequel to boondock saints. Is this an origin 
story TV series or is there, is there a movie that I'm not seeing? No, this is Boondock Saints 3. Wow. Uh, this has been announced. They've got everyone back together. The, you know, the writer, director, uh, along with the two stars. Uh, so right now, Norman Reedus is on Walking Dead making like, he's going to make like $100 million off the Walking Dead when it's all said and done. That's insane. So he could probably fund this project if he really wants. Uh, but I think after that second one, they had said like, no, we're not going to do anything more with this. This is, you know, a pain in the ass making and it, people didn't like it. So uh, they said they're not going to do any more. But I feel like the second one was too self-aware. Yeah. So I think you give it some time. Uh, there's been a lot of movies that have done similar things. Uh, they've mentioned like, oh, well, John Wick, John, like everyone wants to talk about John Wick. But it's like, yeah, there's some similarities between those movies. And it's like, well, we could do something similar too. Uh, and they wanted to do it. I guess they're all they're all still friends. And it's yeah, not I'm like sure uh, they're, they probably still ch- exchange gifts at Christmas, is my, yeah. my guess. But yeah, there's Troy Duffy, lot. writer and director on this, along with... Uh, Oh, Sean Patrick Flannery is getting credit for writing as well. Yeah, so it's a collaborative project between all of them, and they're going to make the movie they want to make. Uh, I don't know if it'll be good, but I will watch it. You it know, seems- it's funny on IMDb. So I'm under the third one here, Boondock Saints 3, and it says, you know, production status, pre production. But then right beneath that, it says, watch on Prime Video, which is included with Prime. I think they probably mean the first or the second one, but pretty good. I was going to ask. I don't know if any of those are out there, like streaming or anything. Oh, I think they come up all the time. They kind of bounce. I see them often. But this is kind of a perfect movie. If if it's not going to go to theaters, if you just sell it straight to Netflix or something, there will be an audience for this. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a cool classic, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not going to make... 30 million at the box office or anything. So no. it might be the perfect type of movie to go straight to streaming. So Boondock Saints is on Amazon Prime and the sequel is on IMDb TV. Which is still Amazon for some exactly. reason. Exactly. With ads though. Yeah. But again, these things bounce all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You see stuff that's like on HBO that'll be like, uh, it just got there and then also it's leaving this month. And it's like, what? And then, well, it's got to go to the next one how it goes with those movies but yeah this is something <laughs> i didn't think i'd ever see this yeah new story ever like well this is fake right like, yeah you know. well fun. Or, or be something where it's like he's making it but he recasted everyone you're like oh okay no one cares but yeah all right well we have nolan news and whenever we have christopher nolan news uh it's very exciting now i don't know if yeah. i think we already spoke about the movie being made I'll give you yeah. a brief synopsis again, but the story of the American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of, drumroll please, the atomic bomb. So I do want to say it is best if you, uh, if we are delivering Christopher Nolan news, it's best if you listen to this podcast in a theater as yeah. intended. Mm-hmm. So Under IMAX. Yeah. Like, uh, don't stream this on your service or anything because it's just not 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 the same experience yeah so sorry i fell on the microphone just there if that was loud um i know we spoke about killian murphy being list uh listed as uh oppenheimer himself but did we have the rest of the staff or the cast rather and it's not too extensive too extensive at this point but we have three other names yeah three other big names here so 
Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. I'm just kidding. Louis Strauss. Emily Blunt. Catherine Oppenheimer. And then Matt Damon. Lieutenant General Leslie Groves. It's pretty good. Pretty good for four people so far. Uh, but phenomenal cast. You had to know Christopher Nolan was going to get people to to be in this. Uh, the one I'm most excited about is, is RDJ because like no one really knew what he was going to do with the rest of his life, right? Uh, Iron Man is dead. He's such a good actor, but he's for 20 years now or he's been just in comic book movies and then like a couple other things. Uh, but now he's got a whole end of his career to, to do other projects. So uh, I'm happy he's going to be in a probably a very well-received movie. So yeah, like Matt Damon makes like seven of these movies a year and it's like, that's just Matt Damon, but I'm loving this. I I, I like Downey Jr. In this role. I think this cast is interesting. uh, And I'm obviously all on board. Michael Caine will be playing Churchill or something. Yeah. (laughs) I did see some story where he's like, I'm not retired. I'm just old. And they need old people in movies, so it'll be good. All right. Um, we have some trailer talk, including Boba Fett. Right. Which Matt Damon's not in Boba Fett. Not that we know no. of. Yeah. Uh, but it is coming this year. So there's no there's no Mandalorian coming, but there is a replacement Star Wars show. That is the, the book of Boba Fett is what they're calling it. So that's, uh, if you remember the, the last little teaser at the end of last season of Mandalorian where it's uh, Boba Fett back in Jabba's palace and he's looking yeah. to take over. So uh, this trailer is showing a bit of that and what he's, he's working to do. He wants to take over, I guess the underworld of uh, Tatooine there, take over for Jabba. So uh, kind of like a, a, a fantasy for a lot of star Wars kids back in the day of, I want to see Boba Fett do shit. Cause like he doesn't really do a whole lot of shit in the, original trilogy he just looks cool and now yeah. he's got his own show to do things so uh, also I'm people who it. loved yeah who loved uh Django Fett because I mean Boba Fett's just a clone so it's the same actor and everything it's like this is a dream come true for a lot of Star Wars fans it looks like we got eight episodes coming uh December 29th yeah so not in time for Christmas but in time for New Year's yeah uh, I know the big Disney show uh, before Christmas will be the Hawkeye show, which is a set during Christmas. So uh, they're never going to have like two big Disney shows. I don't think at the same time. Well, and remember the huge Christmas spectacular that comes out in just a couple weeks. Sure. Yeah. Home alone. That's well, no. home sweet home alone. Andy, <laughs> come on. I refuse. It's too long. It's wonderful. I actually not ashamed to admit I watched, a lot of Home Alone last night to get you know ready for Christmas. Yeah. We got to get those Easter eggs when they're when they're out. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna yeah. catch. Uh, what if they brought back Buzz's girlfriend and that's his wife? They, I mean, they how should. would we know? But we'd have to see that photo again. But you know, like that story is that that was a a guy in that photo. I know, and that's what I'm saying. They can't <laughs> bring that back, but they could show that photo. Like, oh, here's he still has the first photo. Or do like a do like like a Wilson thing or something and put her behind a fence. You can't I guess. see. Yeah, you don't even know. That's a reach, Andy. But yeah, Boba Fett looks good. Uh, I haven't seen the trailer myself, but I know it just came out today. Uh, next up, we have the uh, Lightyear trailer, also Disney. 
Yeah, when they announced this project last year, it's like, what? What is this? Uh, the trailer, I think, helps understand what they're doing. And it's like, it's a movie that's the toy is based on this movie. So if you think about it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a movie in the Toy Story universe about an astronaut and him his, his adventures. And uh, now we're getting awesome. that movie. Yeah, now we're getting this movie in real life. And it's, you know, world-class animation. Just looks, looks incredible. Like, they keep getting better and better with the, their stuff. Yeah. Uh, so... I trust them. It sounded it sounded so weird at first, and it's like Chris Evans, what's going on? And it's like, uh, I do hope they bookend it with some sort of Tim Allen doing something, uh, like an intro. And I think they kind of the have to, but to, yeah, to really get you to understand the the framing of it. Because isn't this guy supposed to st- sound like him in the first place? Why would no. they have his voice in that toy? Because that's the voice of the toy. Not but the I'm voice saying, the why character. would why wouldn't the toy replicate the person? Because sometimes it's off, you know. Or maybe all the toys have their own voices because they're all sentient. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they need to explain that. I don't I remember if we he heard hear him talk or not in the trailer. Uh, he he has like one word. <laughs> Does it sound like Tim Allen? Uh, no. Damn it! But he doesn't sound too dissimilar. Okay. There's well, no yeah. grunting. There's no grunt. So Ugh. one can only hope. Yeah. All right. Well, the other trailer, it's actually quite similar. Uh, if you think about it, Moonfall. I watched this earlier today. This stars Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, uh, John Bradley of Game of Thrones fame, Donald Sutherland from downtown and Michael Pena. I love seeing Sutherland in here. I worry he's looked like he's a hundred. He's like um, Popovich uh, from the Spurs. He looks like he's been a hundred years old for since the Italian job in like 2003. He's born in 35. So he's up there, but yeah, that's I'm, I'm just glad that we're getting more than, you know, orange juice commercials and almond milk. Uh, he's capable. Put him in a seat. He doesn't have to run on a train like he's Liam Neeson. He can. He could. He's got range. Put him in a seat. Yeah, he's been. In, he, he's still been in stuff. I know he did the so. Hunger Games, but everyone's so makeuped up in that. It's like barely remember him there. All right. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, yeah. so I, I kind of forgot to talk about the show. I was too excited about Donald Sutherland. Uh, Moonfall, a mysterious force, knocks the moon from its orbit around earth and sends it hurling on a collision course with life as we know it with mere weeks before uh we're where to go before the impact of the world uh, and the world on the brink of annihilation nasa blah 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 it's too long of a thing it's roland emmerich do you like independence day so it's gonna be pretty good yeah when i saw this trailer i was like oh this is this has got to be roland emmerich right it's like yeah it's such a dumb premise. Uh, it's going to be so stupid, but have some cool explosions. It'll be entertaining. And What's yeah, you'll you'll like it. Surprising, I guess, is it's February 4th. That's an important day. Um, wouldn't it be like a July 4th? He's, it's not good enough anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, like, so it's just going to be bad. That's Yeah, he hasn't had like a movie. I don't think that's been like in that slot for a while. I think he did. The last movie he did was like Woody Harrelson on a boat. Some now that was Kevin movie. Costner. I think it was Woody Harrelson. Now doing Waterworld. 
No, it's uh, it's a it was a war movie, it was like naval battles or something. I never talking saw about it. the Master and Commander. <laughs> no, I don't know that movie. I will find it midway. Oh, I liked that movie just fine. It's not great, but it it's entertaining enough. It's good action. Yeah, but I mean that's those that was not like probably a top ten movie or also like starred that. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, I mean like that came out in November. That's a weird release. Interesting spot. Uh, well, I didn't that, know no, that was so that when Fourth of July happened, we could watch it on HBO. Yeah, that was their their logic. Yeah, because I remember what I, I watched it on the Fourth of July. I never watched that Independence Day sequel either. How? It's supposed to be terrible. Yeah, I honestly don't remember it at all, but. That's because compared to the first one, I've watched it zero times a hundred. I've watched the sequ- the first one eight million times, probably. I also did not know he directed The Patriot. That's not a disaster movie, though. Well, depends on your yeah. side of the war. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll watch that. Uh, just not today. Um did you want to talk box office? It was a little underwhelming, but I mean, everything's been out that was on here. Yeah. Dude yeah. at the top of the list at four, 15.4 Halloween yeah, kills did 8.7. So nothing too nutty here. Um, I have still have not watched Dune. I know you're a part of that number, Andy. I will watch it in two weeks. It might be off HBO by then. No, I looked it up. Uh, I'm having more surgery. I'll, I'll talk about it maybe next week. And so I'm going to be posted up and, uh, it's there through the 21st. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else I missed before we get into what we've been watching? Yeah, I know the, the, the movies that, uh, came out this week didn't do, uh, that well box office, but they're both like weird horror movies. So, uh, yeah, we yeah. were talking about that last week. They came out too late. Uh, for one, I think those movies were at least uh, the Edgar Wright one, the Last Night in Soho, was scheduled for the twenty second, but they're like, we're, we're going to get we're going to get fucked, but being next to James Bond and Dune, so like, let's move it out a little bit. But they still made no money, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this week is interesting in that the the big movie coming out is the Eternals, the new Marvel movie, and it is the worst reviewed Marvel movie of all time. Whoa! Based on Rotten Tomatoes. As of right now, uh, it's the only one that's rotten. Uh, and what's so strange about it is that this is written and directed by Chloe Zhao, who won Best Picture last year for Nomadland. Uh, Marvel was thinking like, look, we got this person who now just won an Oscar, uh, this brilliant young filmmaker. And we're going to make a really good movie. And it sounds like they tried to make a good movie and rather than make an entertaining movie and it failed so hmm. uh, it's got a different cast yeah it's a huge amount of people and it sounds like a they tried something different which i guess is is admirable but i don't know uh i have obviously none of us have watched it i will watch it at some point but it doesn't seem like it's something you need to go out and watch in the theaters if it's not that good i might watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah, it'll be on Disney soon enough. I'm in no hurry. The uh, Jungle Cruise is coming out, I think, this week or next on Disney Plus. Yeah. So that's exciting. 
All right, well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head to thecliplessleash.com to pick up the dog leash you need to replace. Yours, let's face it, got off the leash and uh, he ran through, your dog ran through his own droppings or just it's dirty from the floor. Replace that leash, leash and pick up the dog leash that works with your dog's current collar or harness. And for the Tony's Take listener, plug in promo code. Tony. That is T-O-N-Y at checkout. And you're going to get 65% off one of these great dog leashes. So head to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. Plug in promo code Tony at checkout and you're going to get 65% off. Thecliplessleash.com. All right, Andy. Trying mixing up these live reads. Uh, I know people like it when it's unison, but uh, next week I'll be back to normal. How many things do you have on yours? I've got five. Oh dear, I have one. Yeah, let her rip, Andy. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna go into it. Uh, so this week I bought a couple of movies that I'd never seen before. So I've watched it. A number of uh, John Carpenter movies during this Halloween season, and there, there's there's some of them I've never seen before, and I just went ahead and bought them. Uh, first one, Christine. This is a Stephen King novel um, about a car that can kill people. I don't know if you've heard of this one, but what's it called again? Christine. So that's no, like the car's definitely name, not. And it can come to life and kill people and repair itself. And uh, I really enjoyed the first hour, which was more of like the kid being in high school and his life and him buying the car uh, more than the like second half, which was the car actually killing people and stuff. I think they did a, a a callback on Hubie Halloween to this movie. Probably. Yeah. It's it's the thing people know. It's Stephen King. Uh, Interesting enough that the, the movie was made before the book was even out. Like Stephen King was such a hot property that they're like, Hey, he's making this book. Rush it. Rush uh, it. Yeah. So they just give him like an early copy of the book and write the screenplay really quick. And then uh, it looked like the book came out in the spring and the movie came out in the fall. Uh, <laughs> kind of interesting. But yeah, it's it's good. Well made. Not super scary, but uh, Stephen King continues to do more cars coming to life and killing people with one of my favorite movies uh, that I'm forgetting the name of. <laughs> With Emilio Estes, why am I blanking on that that movie? Uh, but that one was much sillier. I I don't know which one that is. I'm completely lost. <laughs> I watched it not that long ago. It's, I now I have to know. I have to look it up. Men at Work. <laughs> Definitely not Men at Work. Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, I never seen that one. Yeah, it's so stupid, uh, but fun. Um, this is a better movie though. Um, again, not super scary, but well made. Like good, like Stephen King just writes good, like beginnings, good character setups and everything. And he needs some uh, help with the, finishing it out. Yeah. With a, like, it's basically, oh, this nerd kid buys a junky car and fixes it up. And it turns out that the car is alive and everything. Uh, cool stuff. Uh, the other John Carpenter movie, horror movie that I bought uh, called Prince of Darkness. Uh, this is something I've never even heard of. I had heard of Christine before, Stephen King thing. Uh, this one I've never, never heard of. Uh, it was pretty interesting. It's like uh, a priest finds some thing underneath like the church he goes to take care of. And it's 
a mystery and he ends up uh, contacting like a physics professor to come check it out. And then he brings like his class to study it. And it's like crazy shit happens in this old church. <laughs> sounds very weird. Very low yeah. budget too. It sounds like. Yeah, but it's really good effects for a low budget and everything. So there's not like people, there's not people in it that you would know. Like the, uh, the doctor from Halloween is this, the main priest there. And he's been a number of his movies. Um, but yeah, not like anyone else that you would know. <laughs> this thing grossed $14 million. That's probably a lot of money back then. Yeah. 1987. Uh, yeah. But very, very creepy movie. Uh, I enjoyed that very much and very like, like old horror movies and even new horror movies do the same, which is slow build of stuff of like, all right, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. What's going on? A lot of creepy imagery, but, uh, yeah, I was glad I, I watched it. Uh, it'd be nice if it was like just somewhere for free, but it's fine. These weren't expensive movies. Mm-hmm. And it was good for the season. Like now it's over already. So I, I watched two things that I'd never seen before. The week leading up to Halloween. So happy with that. Uh, yeah, you got your uh, you got your full experience. Yeah. And then the last spooky thing I watched this week, and then I'll let you do your one, uh, as I finished out Midnight Mass, the the Netflix series, mm. which came which came out in September. And I had said this before when I talked about it earlier. It should have been a week to week thing. It would have ended, I think, this last week would have been perfect. But it was all out, and like people would watch it on September twenty fifth and watch the entire thing. And it's like that's not good for the season. Uh, it's it was a really good series. I it's faced some criticism for the characters are just like monologuing the whole time. They give speeches about stuff. Uh, and it's not very realistic, but I, I enjoyed it and they, it was very effective at the end using that, like again. Uh, and then the last, I'd say the last two episodes were very much a horror movie. It wasn't very scary to start, but it was a good, the last two hours or last two episodes were like a horror movie to itself. So, uh, very much worth watching. All right, all right. I uh, finished uh, season five. Is it season four? Season five, I think, of um, Billions. So I took that hiatus. I forgot all about the show, and yada yada yada. Uh, it's still great. Uh, Corey Stoll played a. Uh, Hemingway in Midnight uh, in Paris uh, is great. You can tell, he, I think we talked about it. He's going to become more of the person since I don't want to give it away. If you haven't seen it, Damian Lewis's character, Bobby Axelrod kind of gets uh, kicked out of the world. So a lot of stuff changing in this uh, season, which is kind of cool versus just kind of some of the same. Um, it's wonderful writing. It's entertaining. It's intriguing. Makes you kind of understand what goes on over there, I guess. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's good. And uh, Dexter comes out, I think, on next Sunday, or this Sunday, actually, which I hear it's not the best, Andy. I've seen mixed reviews. I've seen some people say it's good, some people say it's not. But yeah. uh, Probably still better than the end. It seems like everyone hated the last season. 
So, yeah, I'll give it a least, shot, but we'll yeah. see. At the very least, it replaces the last season in a sense. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty hard to come back from that, but stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much all I watched. I did watch Hubie Halloween like 40 times over a cr- Halloween, <laughs> along with, you know, all the Halloween classics. Uh, it's very stupid, but it's very entertaining. There's so many callbacks. So obviously it's too late now to watch it. It'd be weirdo to watch it in November. Um, so yeah, that's what I've got. All right. Well, uh, I went to the movie theaters twice this week. That's whoa. That's that's a big deal. Uh, I had talked last week that I was gonna already bought tickets, and I went to see Dune last Wednesday at the the Irvine Spectrum in the the IMAX theater there, and uh, that's still so incredible. Anything, anytime going there, it's just like what a ridiculous thing. This the screen is so massive, and they fill it all the way up for. A good chunk of the movie. It's never the whole thing. They never shoot the whole thing in, in IMAX, but uh, I'm whenever they, it's more than fifty percent, like it's definitely worth going to see it, even if it is a few bucks more than a regular ticket. So I'm always uh, excited about to see a movie like that. So uh, they they I got my money's worth. They they did a good job of presenting this movie that it's worth it to see an IMAX. Yeah, I was told explicitly not to watch it anywhere other than IMAX, but I'm not going to be able to do that. It's it's still going to be fine. It's still a good movie. Otherwise, well, HomePod. <laughs> yeah, but like uh it's just, there's TV. so much there's so much now that you could do with CGI where you could like basically make these shoot on these landscapes and then fill in with these like temples and stuff. And it just like, it looks incredible. And it's uh, just such a beautifully made movie, beautifully shot. Everything is, it's that combination of real landscapes and filling, filling in the edges with stuff. And it just like looks so real and everything. And it just like, I I was watching this. I'm like, they should make a, a halo movie. They could actually do it now. They could actually build out, those kind of like structures and everything and not make it look terrible. Uh, so we've come so far. I said, even in like the last 10 years, it's like, wow, what a technically impressive movie. And yeah, the sound and stuff, there's the Hans Zimmer score. You just get the loud blaring noises that fit in a movie like this. Uh, it was two and a half hours and it was Whoa. a lot to give you, but they do a really good job of like, not just overloading you with exposition, but also delivering it in like chunks that are digestible where you okay. can understand it. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a confusing movie at all, even if it's such a weird subject matter. And like, from what I've read about the the books and everything is like so much of it is nonsense, but they uh, do a good job of making this pretty clear. Uh, so yeah, it's easy to follow. Uh, and it's got, it's just a, Huge movie. That's that's the way to think of it. That's why it fits so well in IMAX. It's just the scale of it. Everything seems so huge, uh, and and everyone is is good in it. Even if there's probably not a great performance, uh, Jason Momoa. They let him just be Jason Momoa. I know you hate him. So he just like surfed or something. <laughs> he just yeah. He's just a warrior guy who's happy about everything and ready to do shit. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård did not know he's in this movie as he's like the main bad guy in this. It's creepy all, like, as hell. Fat and. He wanted yeah, to have I did a nude not scene, know. I believe. It's yeah, he's a grotesque looking 
character. Uh, you got, uh, I, I enjoyed there was uh, Josh Brolin and Javier Bardem were in a scene together. I'm like, oh, oh wow. no country for old men. Yeah, this is good stuff. Uh, but yeah, it just it's one of the more impressive movies. I'm not going to say it's one of my favorite movies ever, but it just it's super impressive what they're able to do. And I look forward to part two. Yeah, because <laughs> that is if you want to say there's a, a criticism for this movie, it is it doesn't have an ending. It really just is like, all right, like there, there's a point where I think they could have ended it and it would have made a more natural ending, but it was like, well, that's too early. We need to do a couple more things here. Uh, it's just kind of abrupt and it's, it's over, but hmm. uh, 2023, we got part two coming. So we get Oppenheimer and part two, huh? Oh, they're going to fight to the death about it. Yeah. It's be rough. All right. What was your other movie? Uh, then, yeah, then I went again to see No Time to Die. So had to see all the movies I wanted to see this month. There's so many out. Uh, yeah, I want to get out to see this, but I just worry. I'm, I'm, there's no time. Yeah, there isn't any time. No time to die. That's, that's how it is. Uh, of the Daniel Craig movies, this felt the most like a classic Bond movie, which was really neat, but also fit with the Daniel Craig character. Um, like there's there's silly stuff that's happening, fun stuff that I, I really enjoyed. Uh, the op- the opening sequence is pretty great, and they do something that's never been done in a Bond movie. Uh, and then they again they're they're wrapping up the story arc of this character that we've got to know, which is like it has been so different that I remember when the they announced that the sequel to Casino Royale would be a real sequel, like most Bond movies, they just he might be worth a girl at the end of the movie. The next movie, there's no mention of it. Uh, mm-hmm. That this movie would be a true sequel. And I was like, that's great. And that movie ended up being not that good. But now over five movies, they've told this whole story. And it's like, all right, that was, wasn't was perfect. But that was something different. And I'm happy they did it. Um, yeah. Uh, one, one disappointment, I would say, is that uh, there's the sequence with Ana de Armas. Uh, it's it's amazing. She's great in it. They have great chemistry. They they were in Knives Out together, uh, but it's one sequence. She's not the main Bond girl of the movie. And it's like, oh man, if I think they didn't know the magic they had there, kind of sounds like that was an added thing. Uh, so it's like, oh, that could have been so great. But mm-hmm. it's it's great for the sequence we get, but it's not the whole movie. Um, and I'd say Rami Malek was just playing a role. He's not important to this movie. It was not like, oh, the Bond villain. It's just kind of like, ah, he's a Bond villain. He's not the most important part of the movie. So, Got it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a good paycheck for him. I'd be disappointed if I was him and what he was got to do. Uh, but the other thing is that it's been it had been rumored, but if you didn't know that there's part of the plot involves a, a virus oh a contagion i don't know what the best word for it uh, and i just thought of one of the problems with the bond movies you just think of austin powers during certain scenes yeah like, do you remember the, help it do you remember in the first one when dr evil's like gonna he's going through his plans and he's like we'll punch a hole through the ozone layer and causing uh, the risk of skin cancer to increase. And then like the number two, just <clears throat> it's like, that's already happened. <laughs> so I just thought of this movie where it's like, 
we're going to release a virus that could kill millions of people. It's like, uh, it's already, I just want sharks with laser beams. (laughs) It's like, uh, it's not a great threat anymore. It's, uh, it happened on its own. So, well, maybe we're living (laughs) in this world where they released it, Andy. Uh, no, no, no. It's different, but Mm -hmm. that's what I thought of when they first started talking about a virus. I was like, oh no. How long until that's on Amazon? They don't even have the other movies on Amazon, I don't think yet. So I don't know when that... Uh, I'm looking at Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace up there right now. But like Skyfall isn't, right? I don't know. That just came up immediately as when I opened it. Yeah. yeah. I did watch like some of those over the weekend because that was on TV. Yeah, that that is the other thing is you you have to remember what happened in Spectre or at least get like a a refresher because it does just lead off from there. Uh, so it's kind of important. Like, mm. like if you didn't see any of them, it's fine. You'll get it. But it's also like part of it. Um, yeah, I, it's too hard to keep up with these. Like, especially when they're all over the map. Like, I don't know the order of these things. Like, they don't just show Bond number 17, Bond number 18. They're all these silly names. So it's hard to keep up. Well, you just have to look at the Daniel Craig order. Nope. You don't need to go watch one of the old movies. <laughs> I do. I have to see what Pierce Brosnan is what, yeah. what is up to before I can see what Daniel Craig did. Sure, it's not relevant. Timothy no. Dalton. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say my my summary of it is that it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Worth watching. Okay. Not anything amazing. Not world changing, but it's Bond. It's good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it soon. All right. Anything else to add? No, that is it. All right, you've been listening to episode 244 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) We'll see you later.